the Empire Boxing Podcast, an Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to the Empire Boxing Podcast. This is episode three, um, and this is a special episode because there are three of us. I know, right? Um, I'm here with Terrence and Michael Valoria. Um, these boys are are not to be trifled with. I, from the word on the street is they are just fighters. Like you guys are the fighters, right? Combat sport athletes to the to the max. This is what I'm hearing on the street about you guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, these boys are from Mendoza Boxing Club. Uh, is it Boxing Club? Boxing Club. Okay, cool. And are there other disciplines at Mendoza you guys are doing? Uh, we do Filipino martial arts, our niece. Wicked. Yeah. Any grappling? It comes with the, uh, with the umbrella of Okay, we're gonna have to talk about yeah, this too. That's 100%. very interesting. Okay, cool. So, um, welcome to the Empire Boxing Podcast, guys. Glad Thanks for coming here. out. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we were um, we were talking all about where you guys are from and and everything just kind of before we started rolling. Jason was late on the on the on the hook there, but that's fine. Um, so let's start there because everyone wants to know okay. where are you guys from. When did you come to Canada, and where did the where did the fighting start? Did it start back home or once you came on to? Uh, our apologetic soil. <laughs> you go first. Man, long story. So, um, back in the Philippines, um, that our dad was a combat sport fan, right? And he always had the history of martial arts within the family. And so, he enrolled us to Taekwondo at first. Didn't like it. I was this fat kid, you know? People would tease me and all that stuff. But when we came here, we took it more seriously because um, we got bullied in elementary school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so um, that's when we started uh, competing, and we met our coach uh, O'Neill Mendoza, who is the uh, founder and uh, the person who runs the gym, uh, Mendoza Boxing Club, hence. And um, yeah, from there we competed in kickboxing, in our knees, in um, forms, karate, taekwondo, kind of point sparring, and then eventually we got into uh, more hands because at the end of the day we rely on these, right? Mm. We don't kick in the streets. Mm. We don't, we don't kick high. We don't do spinning shit like that. Right. I was just imagining. Nice. No, yeah, you can. Nice, I was yeah. just imagining some little elementary school kid like messing with you and just getting like head kicked or something. <laughs> Honestly, the first um, <laughs> elementary school fight I had, I remember someone was kicking stones at him. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just grabbed a bunch of pebbles and I just threw it at him. Right. <laughs> I started throwing at him. And the funny thing is that I didn't even get in trouble. So you used his weapon against him. Yeah, this is that, perfect. Yeah, 100%. Okay, amazing. So he did not get head kicked. No. <laughs> all right, all right. The, 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 the kid that head kicks in the family is my little brother, Angelo. He's <laughs> <Okay>. been... <laughs> hey, buddy, if you're watching this, um, I'm about to s spill some beans. That's good. He's definitely going to be watching this. <laughs> yeah. so, so don't hold back. Don't hold back. Yeah. So, yeah, he was like... He's super young, right? And um, I remember I was in high school already. He's like 10 years younger than me. So he's grade two, grade three at this point, And... I keep hearing from my mom, like, hey, Angela got suspended again. I'm like, why? Why? And apparently this that kids are trying to bully him. Trying to is the main right. thing. He was he, just laying out he fifth was graders. Kicking him, like <laughs> right in the neck. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, like basically going going by what Terrence said, in the Philippines we started with Taekwondo. Mm. Because again, like um we were young. We didn't really take it seriously. We just wanted to play, got into a few tournaments and um I got bronze medal at one point because, because, and I remember this very clearly, and this is why I know I like Your brother's already laughing. This is going to be a good story. <laughs> because we were straight up um, just going through our match, and the kid kept low-kicking me right in the groin, and I was getting angry. The referee wasn't doing anything. Little so what I did, Yeah. 
So what I did was I literally, in between the breaks, I went in and um, grabbed him by the headgear. Took his headgear off, and I just gave him a good two-piece. Pop, pop. Mm. I got disqualified for it. You're not <laughs> right. supposed to punch a Taekwondo, right? Right, so, so, you, so he, <laughs> he can kick you in questionable areas. Yeah. But you can't react questionably. <laughs> got it. Yeah. So after that, and then, like, and you know what, throughout our fighting career anyways, we kicked, yes, but we used it to kind of, like, bail ourselves out. Mm. Most of the time, it was our hands that did the trick. Right. And so our, our coach was like, hey, you guys... You guys want to do boxing? So boxing chose you guys. Uh, I think you didn't so. choose boxing; it chose you. Yeah, maybe. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, and my my dad had me watch Rocky. Yeah. You know, at, as any good father, any good father would do would, for their son. Exactly. Yeah. He bought it, bought me my first pair of gloves. I remember that I was like six years old. Put it in my hands, and he's like, "Just punch me!" And then yeah. I was like laying it on my dad, and I was having so much fun, and yeah. I'm like. You're like this is life. This I'm is living. awesome. Amazing. Um, now, how many how many siblings y'all got? Well, I have him. Okay. <laughs> um, Angelo, who's also a amateur boxer. Was that the one you were just telling the story about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I keep an eye out on him. He's good. Okay. And um, provincial champion. Okay. And uh, my little sister Samantha, who has nothing to do with boxing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything right. to do with cooking. Really. And food. She's amazing. So okay, great. So she's. She's like on the the like the food prep for the fight camps and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, you can. yeah? I wish. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm days. not cooking for you guys. Okay, cool. So, um, is she athletic as well? Or yes, she is. Okay, so she plays other sports. Yeah, but she just chose to be more of the uh, the bookworm and the the right. kitchen. Yeah, that's her thing. She's um she's like a mental creative athlete. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so your other brother, you guys, you guys kind of the sport fanatics. Yes. Did that? Did it just kind of? Did it just flow? Did that just come? Like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to use my body. Not in the beginning. Okay. I, like we were saying, like, all throughout um, our childhood and throughout my teenage years, actually, I was, I was obese. I weighed really? 285 pounds. No way. 285. At five foot six. Okay, what do you know? I'm 156 this morning. Wow. I was 285. Respect. Like, ridiculous. I, I competed at 285. When I was 13 years old, all the way till I was 18, 19. Unreal. Yeah. And at that time, were you like, did it register that that was something that you no. wanted to change? It was just, this was life. This was me. I was involved in what I was involved I in. I love food too much. Yeah. You know, like every <laughs> time mean, you win, you lose or whatever. Like I just, I wanted to eat. I love food. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And um, it didn't start bothering me until I, I graduated. And I'm like, man. Everybody else in high school had something they were good at mm. and something that, that was kind of like their niche, right? Yeah. And I didn't have anything. I didn't know until I was like, I'm decent at this, at fighting. I, I was training the whole time. Mm. It's just I, I never took it seriously, really, you know? And I just relied really on just my natural talent. Um, didn't train as hard as I should have been training. And then I... I Spoke to my coach's wife, who's also our. She does the meal prep mm. for us. Yeah. Right, so she right. goes. So she says, uh, and I told her, like, I I think I'm gonna take this a little bit seriously now, and I want to change my life. We're going in. Yeah. We're, cool. I'm, I want to go. I want to go in like full. And yeah. So I spent. It took me about six, seven months to get down to 160. Wow. From 285. And was your experience sort of similar? You were saying. Um. Well, to me, it was like I didn't have that natural talent, so I had to really work. 
So when I was like 13, 14 years old, I would like watch Mike Tyson um, on training montage, and I'm like, I'm so inspired. As any by good that. 13 year old would do. Yeah, I'm like, I want to knock people out. <laughs> and I've been watching their, his highlights and all that stuff, right, on YouTube. And um, I would even try to copy his uh, training routine. Like, I would go out for a run at 14, 3 a.m. in the morning, right? Try to be that disciplined person. I, I was always that w- hardworking dude. Um, yeah, I just loved competing, right? I love that um, violence. I love that um, it's a combat sport, and that's what I like to do. And it's individual. It's an individual sport where you can't blame anyone but yourself if you lost. And that's something that clicked. I don't know if that chose me or mm-hmm. I chose to do this, but I just love that um, that aspect of combat sports where you work hard for it, and then it it may reward you, but at the same time, it may break your heart. Mm. Right, and I love that. I love that gamble. I like that's that risk. That's a good risk. nugget. That's yeah. a good nugget right there. That's one for the highlight reel, Jason. That yeah, was a good yeah, nugget. for real, for real. And he's always been like that, eh? Like when we like were kids. Like he's got lots of good nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all, I all can't the... wait. Save him up. <laughs> Save him up. We got we got another forty five minutes. Save him up. But he's 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 always been like that. He's always super competitive. Like when we were sparring as kids, even when in our Taekwondo days, and I would, I would lick him, mm. oh, yeah. and he would come home and he'd be like, "Let's do it again." <laughs> we would. Go, Finish training and everything. We'd come home in our, in our like home clothes, nothing. He's like, let's do it again. I don't. Yeah. He, he hated losing. Hmm. And throughout our years, every time um, coach would put us on in sparring, it's the exact same thing. Um, and then eventually, to this day, right? To this day, when that he was my had, next question, I'm like, yeah. and t- oh to, this day. to this day, to this day, we we were just sparring like what Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday. We we, Saturday, we had yeah. some. We had a heavy sparring session. And it's one of those things where a three-minute round flies by so quick because you're so engaged. Mm. And it's one of those, it's like we get so competitive, we get so into it, even though we know each other so well. Mm. So we start to kind of like experiment a little bit, trying to compete with each other to this day. So do you find, um, because often when you get the same sort of sparring looks over and over, it it loses a bit of its competitive edge. So do you guys, do you guys go away separately and kind of like think about what new elements or what elements you're going to bring into the next session? Are you you trying to surprise each other? Absolutely. Okay. Because you kind of, kind of keep it fresh a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and I would think too, and there are things that I know he's going to do. And then that entire round, he won't do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap, he's going to do and it And you next love round. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're sitting that's, there loving that's, that. That's when I know, like, okay, maybe I got him this this round. Maybe I got him this round. Right. So, okay, so what, um, and Terrence, I'll ask you first, what are the things that Michael brings into sparring that are the most challenging for you, a.k.a. the most useful for you in your development? Oh, man, just the pressure is something else. Like, I've been to, I've sparred with pros in Japan, and the pressure is just different from my brother. Like, if anyone can take his pressure, I think you can take anyone's pressure. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And the jab's am- His jab and the way he just pressures you, relentless. Okay. Amazing. And relentless. same question for you. You know what? Terrence has this, and, and I think everybody in the gym um, will agree with me. He has this uncanny ability to control range. Hmm. It's just you can't get close to it. He will keep that exact same range the entire round, round after round with that same focus and that same intensity. Um, and through that range, he's working. He's not just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. He's actively devising a plan how to butcher you. Hmm. And that's how. And, and there's no other way I can put it because that's what 
in my head is he's looking at you like a cut of meat. Like that's this is how I'm gonna cut that one. This is how I'm gonna cut that one. Yeah. Because it comes out when he hits you. What's your fight name? The butcher. <laughs> no, apparently I'm called Smooth. Ooh. Yeah, co- yeah okay. coach gave it to him after his first fight. Because, okay. Yeah, he, he was he was he was smooth and. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. All right. I'm not sure. Um, so do you do you have a little bit more of a, like, are you a back foot kind of stick and move? I haven't had the pleasure of watching you guys work yet, which I hope will change extremely soon. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you about it. And anyone who's listening who's seen them, you're going to be like, I know. <laughs> um, so are you like a stick and move, back foot, you come forward? Clearly you're coming forward. You're a pressure fighter. So you're coming forward, coming forward, angle, coming forward. Depends on d- depends on who I'm fighting. Okay. And who who and who I'm uh, who I'm sparring. If I'm if I'm sparring him, I'm a little more cautious with my pressure. Right. A little but respect. The pre- yeah. The pressure comes. Uh, my, my, I think um, when people think pressure fighter, they they immediately think coming forward, right? Yeah. And head movement, and and uh, countering the jab, taking away the jab. But pressure is is is, is could be different too. It can be ment- rhythm upsets. Yeah. Yeah. Mental pressure. Mm, interesting. Right. It's the fact that they don't know what's coming next. And using your feet to disguise your hands or using your intention to disguise what you really want to do. Even your eyes, little eye movements, maybe maybe positioning your shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is what real pressure is. And for the, pe- for the people out there who haven't, you know, like been on the, you know, on the, in the inside of the ring uh, from the boxing perspective or maybe don't understand the training or the, the intricacies and the nuances of the sport, this is massive. There is more than you know, a few types of ways you can mentally sort of manipulate your opponent to be physically effective. Exactly. And that's sort of what you're talking about. It's, it goes beyond even like a, a jab feint or a, or a foot feint or any kind of pump feint. It's like, yeah, where are you looking? Mm-hmm. You know, prior, what are you setting them up to believe that you're going to do with your the f- yeah, exactly. bad intentions? Yeah. I got some bad Yeah, the fainting, everything. Yeah. So I'm less, in, in my style of pressure fighting, I believe, and is, is less so physical than more mental pressure. Interesting. It's like, if you come in on me, I'm still pressuring you. You just don't know it. Mm, until okay. later on, you feel it. And you can you can speak to this. You know exactly what that <laughs> feels like to be on the other side. Absolutely. So how do you use you know, the strengths in your style to deal with that type of pressure that keep you so rangy and hard to hit? You gotta use your feet. <laughs> yes, please. Please, coaches, teach more. Slow forward. feet don't eat, right? <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Again, another nugget. Thank you. That's Troy's. Uh, that's Troy's quote. Okay, <laughs> credit where credit is due. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, cool. So outside of boxing, how do you guys spend your time? You know what? Um, together, outside of boxing, this is going to sound really cheesy, but we talk about boxing. Amazing. As any good like, boxer should yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or we're sitting at home watching other sports, basketball, football, or whatever. But then all of a sudden, the conversation goes back to boxing. It's okay. a, it's one of those things where you kind of like open our brains, and all you see is a boxing glove. Amazing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. agree? That's about. I, I agree. We'd be like, we'd be watching basketball, right? Yeah. Like maybe the playoffs, like just last Sunday, we'd be like, hey, what do you think of that Haney versus Composer fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait, <clears throat> great segue. I was gonna ask you about yeah. uh, Tank and yeah. Rolando. Uh, thoughts about Romero? This fight. Um, Romero, excuse me. Yes. Okay, so basically. Everyone knows. Sit down, Everyone. buckle up, tray tables up, seat back in your full upright position. I, I'm, I'm, I'm notorious in social media and in the gym to always pick the, uh, the underdog. Oh. Always. Yeah. I think at one point I told you I was going for Beevil. Yes. Right? Which I was a good pick for me. But that's very rare. I'm the type of guy that picked Chavez Jr. 
when you face Canelo. Did you guys <laughs> did you guys have money on this? We didn't, but So there's I, a lesson for you going forward. <laughs> yeah, I was like he's always going to yeah. choose the underdog. Yeah. I love Tank to death, but because Rolando Romero is the Roly is the underdog, I want to go Roly, man. Okay. Okay. And you're going you're going to Monza. Of course. That, that blows, my <laughs> <laughs> blows my mind. That blows my mind. Okay, so off screen, we'll put down we'll put down some money on this. Yeah, <laughs> we we condone gambling. Actually, <laughs> amazing. Okay, and then okay, let's talk about uh, the Cambosos fight then. Yeah, thoughts on that one? Well, you go first. Oh, I want to pick Haney, but it's in Australia. You know what happens in Australia? It's Thanks. his backyard, and you know what happened to Jeff Horn and Pacquiao. Even if it goes to a decision, I believe that Cambosos might get the nod, right? Just saying, it's in Australia. I mean, yeah, home 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 court yeah, advantage kind of thing. It's, it's real. It is. Yeah. It is real. Um, what do you think? Um, I think, I think a lot of people are still riding the Cambosos wave of him beating Teofimo, mm. and um, I think they're forgetting how good of a boxer like, Haney is. Different. Yes, Haney's Haney. different. Yeah, um, like. People are, th- are saying he's got a weak chin when he faced um, Linares. But people don't take, in, take, take into account Linares is probably one of the hardest hitters at 135. Oh, he's, he's no schmuck. No. He hits hard. He hits hard. He's a, he's a former world champion. He's knocked down Lomachenko, right? He's a very skillful guy. And Haney, he could have won that fight just with the jab. He chose to go inside against Linares. Mm-hmm. He chose to bang it up with Linares. Because he wanted to prove he could bang and box, mm. um, so I think I think people are still riding the the, the Cambosos wave, saying that Haney Haney doesn't have the power to hurt Cambosos. But uh, as we all know, hey, everybody can hit down there. Mm. You know, er, in in the ring, everybody can hit. I mean that that entire division is ridiculous. Yes, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I love it. But I mean, George Cambosos is fast. He is. He is so fast. Which is where I'm kind of with you. I think if it came down to just like a decision, who's going to land more punches? Who might get the nod? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. And what are the judges looking for? Haney's going to look the box. He's going to be using his feet. He's going to be using his his, uh, his defense, right? He's going to be using the jab. Is, are they going to count that more so than Cambosos' uh, volume? Mm, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. There's, there's some really yeah. good fights coming up. And then we got, of course, Triple G and, and Canelo. Canelo. That was just announced. Yeah, in September. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's... Um, okay, let's go back to you guys. Um, take us into the day-to-day life. Are you guys at Mendoza, dawn till dusk, and Every you pour day. your lives into this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so walk me through, um, Michael, why don't you go first? What is a, a typical day in the life of you at Mendoza look uh, like? Well, I get to the gym, um, and uh, I say hi to everybody. <laughs> That's kind of a routine. 30 I, I, minutes later, he's done. His hands sore yeah. from fist pumping everybody. I, 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 I throw jokes. I throw shade at everybody, you know. And um, <laughs> there's this guy that we train with. And we this is an inside joke in the gym. Well, now, now everybody's going to be Now it's an outside it. inside um, joke. This is a guy named Jake. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he's incredible, right? Like, he's 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 really good. What's up, but Jake? But he doesn't want to fight, right? So he doesn't he doesn't want to do it. He's he's like, he's a sparring partner. So I know where this is going. Every day. Every you day. You beg him up. Okay. I, I go to him and I'm like, hey, Jake. You suck, Jake. Kind of like an egg him on. Like, hey, Jake. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We signed you up for the for the fight next weekend. There's a Griffin's card or like there's a Savard's card yeah. coming up. So this and is another level of your your pressure. Yeah. <laughs> that we're, we're talking about, that mental pressure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Every cool. day, every day, every day. I, I bug him. And he's and that's the thing. Like, he's one of those guys that just want to, he's comfortable where he's at. He yeah. doesn't want to compete. He's 
he got everybody ready for the provincial tournament. He's got me ready for my last fight. And yeah. because of him, like, we were ready. Yeah. He's that good. And, um, yeah, so I, th I throw shade at everybody, ex specifically Jake. Yes. And then, um, and then we start warming up, right? And then, basically, we train three to four hours in the gym. That's minus the, the road work we do in the morning and the shadow boxing and the, 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 the lighter cardio we do after training. So I would say in a typical day is about six hours of work. Wow. And what does your SNC look like throughout the week? Um, so we do a lot of um, uh, boxing related SNC. So Perfect. everything's three minutes. So it doesn't matter if you're doing bar squats, if you're doing deadlifts, or if you're doing. Um, whatever it is like sprints or whatever everything's three minutes and we're, do, we're doing 15 rounds of that mm. so it's a little bit more volume like throughout yes. the camp or does it start um you know like lower volume higher weight lower, and yeah. then strips down into speed power kind yes of thing? yes okay cool yes and uh, a lot of it is led by our coach's wife she's she's kind of like a mad genius in there wicked yeah she just every day is a little different and and basically we don't know what's going to happen because she tells us all the time like you don't know what your opponent's going to bring to you mm. Why should I tell you what you need to do? Okay, interesting. Right, so everything changes. Everything, like, you, you name it, ladder drills, sprints. And then after an hour and a half of strength and conditioning, then we do some sparring. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's, 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 it's rough, but wouldn't want to change it. Yeah. And you're matching kind of the same similar schedule? Yeah, man, just that just reminds me, man, this Saturday is going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every okay, Saturday sucks. Please tell us why. Every Saturday sucks. Yeah. So we do all of that conditioning. Mm -hmm. And then we do about, we do the hard sparring on Saturdays, right? And there are times that our coach would get us to do like 10, 12 rounds of sparring after all that. And I'm just cramping here. Mm -hmm. and I'm cramping. My, my legs are cramping. I'm like, how am I going to get through this? I'm already cramping yeah. during conditioning. Yeah. So I need to like, I have to have a whole jug of coconut water with me. <laughs> And, and and like and the way the way the way coach likes to do it and both of them like to do it is I want to see how you deal with adversity, right? Like mm. if, like an hour and a half of heavy strength and conditioning, and then ten to fifteen rounds of sparring at thirty seven degree room temperature. Yeah, yeah. And that's on purpose. Yes, I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, <laughs> they always like it's always heated up up there. And what coach says is, and what I believe we believe and we can speak to this. That ring is hot. Right? Like, you're right under the lights. It's a hot ring. And I don't think a lot of people take that into account. You lose a lot of water in a fight. Mm -hmm. And let's just say, I mean, I, I've yet to see, uh, like, an outdoor setup in Siberia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to your point, right? Yeah. So. It's, it, it's hot. You got all those body heat on you. You're, yeah. you're Although that actually might be, I mean, maybe Empire Boxing. One day. Brings an out first outdoor event to, like, November Winnipeg. Middle of Russia. Oh, man. Outside. We'll be fighting in parkas. Be yeah. Stuck. Yeah, we'll just shovel little. <laughs> Terrible idea. Um, okay, cool. So it's hot in there. So you it's guys hot. are sweating. Sweating. Okay. So it probably takes you like a long time to like to rehydrate after some of these sessions. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And then um, after that, then we do some yoga. Right. And this uh, is all in one day. All, yeah. Pretty much every day is like a yoga meditation every single time. It's just every single hard session. Coach gets us to do some yoga and some meditation. How does that feel to be able to do what you love every day, even if it looks like this? Would you trade it for anything? I feel blessed. Honestly, I feel blessed. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Right. I mean, blessed with this gift. 
I wake up, I'm like, oh, thank you, God, for another day. I get to enjoy this. Yeah. I get to become better, you know, to be better at 1% every day. That's a blessing. Mm. And, it's, and I mean, it's a hard graft, um, you know, high-level competitive sports where you're trying to do it as it's your career at this point. I mean, this is what it looks like. You know, people see the, the media hyped up, you know, getting in and out of my Bugatti with my, you know, um, my fur coat on and stuff and they see all that but they don't think about the graft that it took to get there the hard grind the resiliency the adversity the 37 degree rooms the pressure and the range and all these things you're dealing with from different opponents that you're, you're working with um this is what it's actually this is what it's actually about mm -hmm. these are how the hours are spent to be able to get to the end game end goal whatever that looks like so that's my next question is like what does i made it look like for you Oh, that's tough. And that's, I mean, that's, there's no wrong answer. It could be another Tuesday at Mendoza, too. <laughs> you know? The end goal, I didn't look, I haven't ever looked that far because I just, lo I love to, to compete. I love to fight. And if my body doesn't break down before, you know, maybe like 40, then definitely I would still keep fighting. Yeah. And any particular, um, like, goals in terms of championships or where in the world you'd like to fight or what you're looking oh, for? Oh, Super Saitama Arena. Okay. That's that's where I want to fight. After watching, um, I don't know, Inoue Donaire, the first fight, I was so motivated. I was so inspired. And that was before, because I, I saw um, Inoue during uh, his camp for Donaire. And I saw how hard he trained. And um, they have an English translator there, too. And uh, I told him, like, hey, good luck with Donaire watch out for his left hook and all that stuff. And it was like, um, yeah, Super Saitama Arena is like Las Vegas in, like, in Japan. Mm. That this, that's like the MGM Grand. It's the hottest arena in pretty much, I wouldn't say Asia, but, you know, the, it, the Olympics were there too. For sure. Yeah, and so that's where I want to at least undercard, at least undercard. Wicked. Yeah, Wicked. I want to be able to fight there. Perfect. Maybe undercard for a championship fight. If I could make it there, then that's Wicked. good. I love it. What is what does that look like for you? What is the what is the goal? What does I made it look like in this sport? I want to be a world champion. Hey, nice. <clears throat> and um, I don't say that lightly. I know I know how hard it is to get there. You know, and maybe even harder than I can imagine. But bring it. Wicked, wicked. And with that, <clears throat> let's say. You know, you guys are, we're there. Let's say we're, the stage is set, we're there. You know, you have a world title that you're fighting for. You're, you're in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, what, apart from, you know, your, your, your physical prowess and your talent and your skill and your hard work ethic as a boxer, what else do you bring? What, what message do you have? Is there something that you're carrying forward that you'd use it as a platform for? What does that look like, if anything? For me, it's uh, one step at a time. Yeah. yeah, like everything. Your life, boxing, everything. Just one step at a time. You can get there. Whether you're dealing with, with mental pressure, mental health, which mm. I am, or whether you're, uh, you're, you're going through the hardships of life or maybe planning for something great, mm. one step at a time. Mm. And right. what kind of what kind of message do you have that you kind of carry forward with you? That's uh, definitely um, it's almost the same as his divide and conquer. You got to do it one one step at a time, one thing at a time, right? Level up one 
one moment at a time. Wow. Take it, yeah, take it step by step, one moment at a time. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like you you want to set these these visions and these goals and these intentions, and I think they're they're crucial. But it's like you can't be looking so far ahead that you exactly. miss where your left foot's stepping, mm-hmm. where your right foot's like going to step next. You can't take four leaps, you know. Yeah, exactly. One step. Like for me right now, um, nothing is after July 16th. <laughs> like, no, like for real. Like when you guys announced that date, nothing, I can't see past my life after July 16th. Yeah. So it's, so it's everything that I'm doing right now is for July 16th. It's, it's like when, when samurai is back in, the, back in the olden days, they would wear white before they put their armor on. Because that was their acceptance of death. I'm going to the battlefield. And where, by them wearing white, they were ready for a funeral. That's me. Wicked. Like, I could die that day. That, that to me, that's where my life ends right now. Mm. So everything I'm doing is July 16th. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's amazing. I was, I was having this conversation over the weekend with someone, too. It's like this... this uh, the mental state pre-war, let's just call it war. You're going to war when you step in the ring. You're going to war when you're physically going to war. And throughout the, throughout the decades and generations, like, wars look different. In combat sport, it's always been the same, mm-hmm. right? Hasta la muerte, to the yes. bitter end, right? But that, <laughs> I, was, I was putting myself in the mindset of, like, can you imagine being, like, in your tent waking up and it's, like, minus four and you're on the, you're on the battlefront of, like, world war like yeah. one or like let's date it even back further and you've got to carry this freaking sword and mm-hmm. put your armor on and and suit up knowing that you're going to possibly your end that and it's funny because i don't you know like in combat sport that same mindset even though the outcome's far less um you know far less grave let's say it's the same mindset yes it's the same mindset there's no difference you're going into that that battle mindset and i think that that possibly getting yourself into that mental state is the difference between people that can take it to a world championship level or like a, a, a high level competitive stage and, and the people who just can't or like the Jake, you know, he's he's cool to like go in there and support you and be a talent still and be a skill and put in the hard work ethic. But maybe it maybe it's that warm mindset that some people don't have. Yeah. What do you think? Absolutely. I agree with that. And, and that that's what separates the fighters. And I, I firmly believe that not all humans are built to have that no. mindset. That's why not everyone's doing this. Not everyone's in the game. It takes it takes that that can you put yourself there? Are you physically capable? Are you mentally capable of putting yourself there? A lot of people don't have that. No. Exactly. Right? But it takes all kinds. It takes yeah. all kinds. But it's just interesting that fighter mindset. I mean, like that's the same just to your point, like, you know, the samurai is heading for battle. That same mindset has carried out throughout different types of war yeah. throughout different centuries, different humans. And I think that's kind of cool, right? It is. Right? It is. It, it, it's absolutely, it, it's, and, and it's, I think it is something that you're kind of born with. You can learn it for sure. Mm, but to have but that, that switch, yeah. Yeah, there's something to it. It's like what, that, that, that light switch that when you, when you turn it, you just become a different person. Yeah, it's, it's there or it's not. Yeah. It's interesting. Now, um, like, Terrence, for yourself, did you find, was there a particular event or individual in your life that helped you realize that you could flick that switch? That was my coach. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, Coach O'Neill. I remember there was this one training session because I know he wanted me to start knocking out guys, right? 
and I believe that was like one of the most grueling sessions I've had. He said that, hey, well, I was skipping at first. I was warming up, and he's like, okay, today you have to die. Today you have to die. And I'm like, okay. You're like, sorry, say what? Like, oh, am I going to die? Pass me that coconut water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, it was like three hours of brutal. I think I had no breaks. I had no breaks. When he started um, uh, taking out the, uh, the Arnie stick, and then he told me to put my hand up, so all the way straight up, started whacking me with it on my, my uh, abdominals. That was like, there was a certain um, switch that told me, hey, you're a warrior now. Mm. And, and, it's and, it's, and it's not one of those like, things you see on YouTube where they tap them like this. Oh. No, yeah. Coach is a world champion Arnie's fighter. And so when he, when he whacks you with a stick, he's going for you. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. There's some sort it's of. It's an MLB. Yes. That wrist snap. 95 mile an hour fastball yeah. is you. Yeah. And, it's, and he puts. Someone does that to me. I'm taking the stick from him. <laughs> I hit him with it. I hit him back with it. You hear that, Tariq? <laughs> yeah. Watch yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so ba- basically, to his point, that's exactly what it is. It's like um, you have to find someone that can get you through that kind of pain. And if it's not you, you better find someone who can, right? And that brought it, it's there. It was there. Yes. And then he just brought it up, right? Because when, when you're going through something so grueling, like, like a three-hour session or whatever, or, or a heavy, heavy, even in a fight, right? You better find someone who can finish that fight. Mm. If you don't have it, you're going to die. Mm. If, you're, if you have it, then maybe you'll survive. Maybe. But find that person. Mm. Right? And your coach was the same for you, I y- take it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was... It, it, I was 13. I was 13 years old. My dad Those told me... formidable years. Yeah. For, we yeah, get whacked with a stick. 100%. He, he, um, we got into the gym on a Saturday afternoon. No students, nothing. Locks the door. Told me to suit up. Looking for the exits. Oh yeah, and, this, and, this, and, this, and my, my, this is when my coach was in his prime too, right? I was 13 years old. He puts his headgear on. I put my headgear on, and um, he beat the living crap out of coach, me. Coach, we need to get you on this podcast. <laughs> yes, you should. Like he's, that, that that man has some stories. I might have to just sit a little farther away from him. But <laughs> if he brings that stick, I'm out. I'm out. He's like, yeah, he beat the living crap out of me. And I remember, I, I, I fought back, obviously, right? Because I, I, that's when I, that, that's when I, I kind of gained my ability, my, um, my, my credibility, I think, in his eyes, is that he's, he's a full grown man. I was 13 years old. He's, he, he's, he's fought all over the world. And this dude was not letting up, right? And I knew from that point, there's no point in me just taking this, right? If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. Yeah. And I was swinging at him, right? Swinging. I was swinging. And I remember, and I, I went down, right? And then there was a fight. It was like, I, I, the minute I went down, I got up. And apparently, apparently, I was still swinging. Mm. And, then he, and, and then he took my headgear off, made me face the mirror and says, 
that's a fighter. And it's funny because there's there's some new school coaches out there and some administrative person that's just squirming right now yeah, thinking 100%. about this scene, but that's super old school, right? Yes. Like he made me look at myself in the mirror with the bruises on my face, my busted lip, my bleeding nose, and said, "That's a fighter. Mm. You're gonna be world champion." So he saw something in in you boys before you even really saw it in yourself. Yeah. And that day you looked in the mirror was like that was maybe the day that that switch was. You knew you could flip it. Yeah. Wow. He saved my life. Because I had no purpose until mm. he until he brought out that person that I am now today, the wow. fighter. Wow. See, this is why on the streets they talk about you know, like <laughs> the, the fighters. Period. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Is that they're fighters? I was like, okay, okay, um, okay. Wow, so many good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, let's lighten it up. Okay, fantasy match between Terrence and a boxer from the past. Boxing. Who would it be? You're matchmaking it. You are, Eddie Ricardo Hart. Lopez. <laughs> yeah, didn't even have to think. Ricardo Lopez. Okay. Um, Finito Lopez, for those people who don't know him, he's uh, probably, my my opinion, he's eclipsed by Julio Cesar Chavez and Salvador Sanchez, but I believe Finito Lopez is the most, he, not just the most skilled boxer ever come out of Mexico, but he's undefeated, and I think he is the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. He's trained by Nacho Berenstein, the guy that trained Juan Manuel Marquez. And Finito Lopez has the most um, educated hands I've ever seen. Hmm. And the reason why I want him to fight my brother is because they fight the same. High praises. Too much. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> um, okay, celebrity. Oh, let's own oh, no. up. Fantasy. Fantasy matchup. Uh, current boxer versus Terrence. Nonito Donaire. Okay. Yes. I would love to see my brother mix it up with Nonito Donari. Okay. Yeah, either that or Inoue. Hmm. All right, same question back to you. You're the matchmaker. Fantasy matchup from the past. All right, so I'm Eddie Hearn, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're matching right, boxing um, right now. Miguel Cotto. Mm. Oh, man, that would be such a good fight. Oh, you guys have no idea. Though. Oh, man, that would be such a good fight. I feel like we need like some kind of like Empire Boxing Simulator. Yeah. Where we can, we can simulate these fights and you can log in. Did I just like come up with a million dollar idea? That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> or a really expensive idea. <laughs> um, okay, fantasy matchup, current boxer. Oh, tough. Um, day 147, 145. Hey, make him down 140, 130. I don't care, man. <laughs> I'm make, up. I'm down. I'll make the weight. <laughs> Don't matter. Um, against the, uh, I think I would put him up against Teal. Oh, yeah, Teal. Teal. You, you hear that, Teal? You hear that? Yeah, that would be a good fight. Brought to you by Empire Boxing Promotions. Um, that would be an explosive fight. <laughs> actually, I'd be very explosive. Oh, I like this. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep it at you. Um, what would your fantasy matchup if you could match yourself? Um, fantasy matchup. Anybody? Anybody. Like, History, past, current, was it? Whatever. Man, I want to mix it up with Duran. Duran. Yeah, I know that's brave. But he's local. Oh man. Wicked. He's such a. He's so crafty. People don't see it, but he's probably one of the greatest pressure fighter out there. The inside fighting, how much I will learn from mm. getting hit by that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the tricks. And then you probably end up doing tequila shots with him after, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about yourself? I'm going to have to go out on record and say I would love to fight Manny Pacquiao. Wow. Okay. 100%. Like, yeah, I grew up, I grew up uh, like idolizing the guy. But, man, can you imagine just just stepping into the ring with a dude that can throw 1,700 punches? 
punches in a, in a 12 round fight. I want to know what I can do to stop that 1700 punches right. from coming at me. These are the things that keep them up at night. Not one time have I ever thought about fielding off 1700 punches. Yeah, right? Like how? Like how? Like what would I do? Right, like to what? stop Manny Pacquiao. Okay, so let's 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 unpack this. What would the game plan be? With Manny, you have not, not not only do you have to use your feints, but you have to punch with him. I think, and the the way Marquez did it, like like, like Floyd did it, he he did a great job, like neutralizing Manny. But I I I believe with my with my style, I would be more akin to how my, how Marquez fought Manny. It would be mano mano. But calculated, you have to plan. You have to punch with Manny, especially in his prime. I'm not talking like a 40 year old Manny, or a 35 year old Manny that fought Floyd. Mm. I'm I'm talking prime Manny Pacquiao, 130 fighting Manuel Marquez, right? That that guy was a hurricane. And yes, a lot of people think when someone's coming at you like that, you got to use your feet. You got to move. He's got faster feet than you could mm. that you could you could ever imagine, mm. right? So, and Marquez knew that. And I, I think to fight Manny, you have to take a lot on your forearms, your front, your front forearms, right? You, you, ha- you have to disguise your range. You have to change your levels because Man- Manny punches at different levels, yes. However, you have to get him when he does his double feint. Mm. Manny has a habit of doing a double feint. Mm-hmm. And we were taught to always attack the feint. So when he starts feinting, you attack him right there. He doesn't know how to attack, how to defend himself. When his feints are being attacked. This is intellectual boxing. This is <laughs> this is academic boxing. Okay. Yeah, because there's no way you can you can outgun Manny. Right. But what you can do is you can punch with him. With and, and especially with when hit when um again when he comes in he does this double feint with his feet and with his hands and he comes in for a combination. So when he does the double feint, you attack him right there. You have to beat him to the punch. Mm. And angle out. Interesting. Interesting. He's always on his toes. It's great. Yes. But because of his bounce, you can time him on that. Interesting. So you've, you've definitely thought about this. Yes. In, in depth. <laughs> so is there anyone in your family that was like, oh, no, you want to be a fighter? No, your face, your teeth, your nose. Did you have one of those? Or was your family just like right there? Mom. In, mom. Mom. <laughs> I knew it. I was fishing, though. But my mom's a badass, though. Wow. Oh, Tell me like, about mom. Um, okay, one story. Okay, there's uh, we have a lot. But, like, <laughs> we have time. The most recent one. Um, this, is, this happened uh, when, during, during quarantine, she was still kind of, like, working. No, no. This was before quarantine. But we, we already had these, uh, um, like, uh, racist thing about Asians, right? And mm. so this is this one is sitting in a sky train where this lady was super was being racist to my mom. My mom waited for her stop in the sky train, right? Like my mom stopped before she got off. Got up and just decked this lady right in the face. Pop knocks her out. Then walked no out. Yeah, way. She had her yeah. ring on, then boom. <laughs> Pop mine. Yeah. Mom. Yes, no, my, my, my Mom, m- come on the podcast <laughs> with coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but she's the one that goes, oh no. In the very beginning, she's like I can't watch. She's never seen me fight. Wow. She's never, she she's, couldn't watch it. Nope. She couldn't watch it. She went to one of Terrence's fights and she stayed in the dressing room. Wow. She yeah, she couldn't do it. Oh, she mom. couldn't do it. She tried. 
She tried. She's like, oh, at home, like, of all the things. Every time I do mom impressions, I kind of go into, like, Jewish mother. Of all the things you could be doing. You know? So, it, and she's like, she's like they're yes. fighters. What am I going to do? Yes. And then turns around and decks lady on the Sky Train. 100%. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. That, Respect. I, I, I think on July 16th, she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a choice because she works at Grand Villa. Oh, mom. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, make sure when, I don't know if we're going to have time to line this up, but if I'm in the room and mom's in the room, you got to give me the signal. Yeah, 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 100%. She and I'll make mom choice. come and watch her ringside with me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, mom, like let's go. We'll hype her up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and how's your, how's your other family with your fighting career choice lifestyle? Dad was a little surprised, I think. Yeah. He, was, he was really surprised because he had to drag us off the bed to get us to training at one right. point when we were kids. And so the we next thing he it. knows, yeah. you guys are dragging yourselves. And he kind of just accepted, like, okay. It took him a while. So this to is Dad's fault. Yeah, Whatever yes, happened here, one hundred percent, it is Dad's fault. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. He introduced us to fighting. Had us watch Bruce Lee movies since we were kids. My kid. Um, but yeah, he was he he was really surprised because um, you know Asian parents we they wanted us to become more academic, right? Like, mm. And you know I I have um, I graduated double major SFU. The whole time I was fighting. Just laid that one in there slow. Yeah, the whole time I was fighting, I would go to go to the lecture halls with like black eyes. Busted lip. Wicked. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I would sit right in front. Nice. Yeah. And your profs ever give you like the like? Do you yeah. need the safe word? Yeah. Times when I'm Are you okay? <laughs> like super tired from training, or yeah. just it was a it was a fight on a Saturday and I had a class on Monday. Right. Tired, right? Completely exhausted. Not even thinking about the lecture. And I think my prof, my profs knew, and they mm -hmm. started to buy me coffee. Amazing. It's <laughs> perks of being a fighter in university. Yeah, and having professors that understand the power of coffee. Yes, yeah. and po got possibly the most incredible invention of human. And I went to university when laptops were allowed, right? Like mm. now, so that wh while they were lecturing, I looked like I was taking notes. Right. But I was watching fights. Oh, I was gonna say you're on ICQ or MSN Messenger. He's watching fights. Yeah, that's oh, watching. Yeah, fights. that happened. Yeah. That, that happened, happened too. That happened a lot. Yeah, especially in the when what. Well, my subject was um, computer science, right? So right. we have to have a laptop. So you guys are academic as well, though. Yes. Yeah. So we. So it wasn't like you traded one thing for another. You were doing both. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. But the thing is, Respect. we did we did just enough <laughs> in the academic world to make them happy. It's called efficiency. Yes. It's called efficiency. Right? <laughs> the bare minimum to be better than everybody else. And then, and uh, there are days where he and I. I don't know how we didn't even plan this, but we would go to school, right? Taking the SkyTrain up University or University Drive, and then halfway up the mountain, I go, "What am I doing?" Mm. I go, I take the Sky the SkyTrain back, go to the gym, and now, who would I see? Him. And I'd be like, "Wow, you skipped class today." <laughs> like, "Wow, you skipped class today." Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Skipping. Skipping. Yeah. 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 Oh, love it. Yeah, we we come home and the pun. You know, how's how's the uh, how how's class? Great. Mm. And mom and dad are oblivious, or they knew and they let it slide. They knew. They knew. They always know, don't they? They, they know. They know. Yeah. Especially mom, because she's looking at your face, going, "Mm-hmm." Yeah, exactly. Right. I carried you for how many months? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know your and tendencies. And this is what you do to me. Yeah, I know. Now my brother Angelo's in it, right? And he, the, the, the guy is so okay. Like, Jace, Jason would know. That that kid is ridiculously talented, but he didn't get started until he was like maybe 18, and I had to drag his ass. Right. 
He was so... He, this is a common theme in this family, though. The yeah. whole dragging of the ass into... And then, <laughs> next thing you know, you're... Yeah, because, like, he yeah. started training when he was five years old. Like, five years old. And he was... Till, uh, we have videos of him um, in competing in tournaments and kickboxing tournaments and, and things like that. And he was smoking these guys, training once a week. Mm. And he just didn't want to do it. He right. played basketball at a provincial level. Right. Almost national. But he was too lazy to take it there. I want whatever you guys have and, and with the genes going on here. Man, whatever genes, it, it all went to him. I swear to God, like, it, yeah. like it used, it, and you know, and he goes. Um, um, he, he had a three week camp, not even three weeks, two and a half weeks. Decided to enter provincials, wins the whole thing, wins best boxer award. Just, I love decided to enter. Yeah, like, he had like stomach meh. flu the yeah. week before. Right. Yeah, he had, he had a all. stomach flu and he was going through like a really bad mental hurdle from sc at school. And then he's like, wins the whole thing. Wow. Three fights in three days, wins the whole thing. Okay, well, I think it can just be said. It is known that the Valoria brothers are not to be fucked with. You guys <laughs> just got you guys got it on lock, all of it. I mean, they could try. They can, don't try. Don't try. <laughs> well, like, 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 I think, and again, you guys watch out, man. Like my, my brother's coming up, and well, his mom too. Yeah, and my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ang Angelo is. <laughs> I need mom well, on the, the podcast. And here's the thing, right? Like the, the the day that you guys uh, that that Daniel sent us the um oh Daniel the contract. Only his grandmother calls him Daniel. Yeah, now we're calling him Daniel too. Okay. Oh, sorry, Dan. Daniel. Call him that. Okay, Daniel. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Dan. Don't give that much. <laughs> The, the I call day. him Danny Garcia. Oh, do you? Yeah, we want to have. A, I want him to like shave a nice line and the yeah, and the whole fur coat and everything. <laughs> Danny Montana. Yeah, or Danny Montana. Yeah, yeah. The day he sent us the uh, the the contract and we printed it out, we're gonna sign it. Angel's like, can I turn pro too? Sweet. And then, and then Sweet. coach is like, Olympics first. <laughs> Sweet. Oh man, there's gonna be a whole but it's a like, whole gen. Man, it's like, okay, the, after he won, he won provincial, it's like, mm. now can I turn pro? <laughs> like, are you pro as well? Yeah. <laughs> you are as well? Yeah? yeah? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, we're fighting on the same Next card. Next Same card. Yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Right. She didn't know. I did know. I'm having a, a moment. Um, that's not whiskey. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the fight card because we're here. And it's very important. Um, fight's July 16th. Uh, if you don't know, you should really know. And now you do know. Um, both of these boys are going to be putting it all online. We're going to war. Yes, we are. Yes. We're going to war. Um, talk to me about if there's kind of like, if you could sum up those bad intentions for that fight, what do you aim to do? What kind of a statement do you want to make on this card? Why don't you go first? A uh, statement? Well, of course, we always want to get in the, knock the knockout. Okay. Like, we always want that knockout. But if it doesn't come, so be it. Right. I'll showcase my boxing skills, and that's that, right? I want to be, I want to perform for the crowd. Really, I want to be an exciting fighter, so that you know you get more opportunities if you're exciting. I mm -hmm. mean, you can box and be boring, but at the same time, you want to be exciting. That's what professional boxing is all about: be exciting. My kid, love it. Yeah. And yourself? I uh, go go by what he said. It's exactly that. Like, um, professional boxing is a little different from amateur, right? Like, it's actually it's a lot different. Because in, in, in the pros, now you're not, now you're entertainer too, mm. right? So you can totally play the safe route and box. And I can do that. We can do that. 
but watch me take risks, calculated risks, mm-hmm. because that's what fighters do. Nothing happens if you don't take a risk. Yeah, and it's interesting too because I think, I mean, the majority of a fan base isn't going to understand the intricacies or the nuances or like, you know, they're looking for highlight real moments and that helps them see some sort of value from the fight that they just, you know, spend money and time to go and see. But it's some of the best fights, if you know boxing or fighting or grappling, whatever it is, are the ones that are sometimes a little bit slower and like there's respect being given yes. back and forth and it's a chess match. Yes. And like it, it showcases the, the technicalities of, of what actually fighting someone that is a good match for you can be like. Sometimes it isn't the most like, you know, crazy highlight reel moment after moment everyone's ass is on the canvas like you know those can happen too at a high level but it's like when you when you actually understand the chess match before Mm -hmm. you um but that's not what the crowd wants often right they want they want a little mixture right they want they want it's almost like you're 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 kind of working with their anticipation you're building that anticipation for that highlight reel moment um and you're right there's an entertainment aspect yeah you're because like is an amateur boxing the people who watch amateur boxing are boxers. Mm. So they understand that stuff. Yeah. The people who watch professional boxing are not always boxers, right? Because now we're reaching a much wider audience. And Absolutely. I understand, and, and that's that's part of the business that um, that has to be understood as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is a job. And I have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's This is office work. Mm-hmm. And... Everything I'm doing now and the guy that's in front of me is my job. Mm-hmm. So I need to do my job. And yeah. my job is to win and get him out of the way. Yeah. I, there's, I'm just thinking there's so many like great puns with like punch the clock. Yes. There it is. Right. Or like, right. So many <laughs> good ones for branding or something. I made, punch the clock. <laughs> Matt's, I made Matt snore. It was good. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. <laughs> it's not just a sport anymore. You know, it's yeah. also a business. Yeah, you're gonna clean someone's clock. You're gonna punch the clock. Something else. There's so much there. Yeah, it is. It's it's the job of right. Yeah, and there's different elements to that different expectations of that. Um, but the most important thing is everyone's gonna have their opinions and their expectations. But you guys just gotta go and do what you gotta go do. Exactly. You gotta do your work. You gotta fight your fight. Stay disciplined. That's yeah. what it is, right? Like, like again, it go going back to the whole job thing. Like, mm-hmm. you have a job to do. You gotta do your job. Okay. Like, yeah, yes. Um, the crowd could boo, the crowd could go wild, but you've got to stay disciplined mm-hmm. and do your job, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and that's, that's, that to me has always been my, my mindset, even through my amateur days. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I have a job to do, and this dude in front of me, is in, uh, he's in the way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you get hyped with the crowd? Is that something you like? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the crowd, I mean, I feed, I get energy from the crowd. I yeah. love it when they when I scored a knockdown. They're like, "Oh my gosh!" I see like kids going, go, covering their eyes, and like, "Oh People's my god!" People's moms, yeah. the guy's mom. It's like I shouldn't have come. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Yeah. And yourself? Same. Yeah. It's, especially, especially, and I was saying, especially when the knockout comes or the knockout yeah. or something. Yeah. It's just man. People yes, are going this is what mental. I wanted. Right. Yeah, I remember we were, we were talking to Rhett and Benita about this too, and it was like you know the hardest one of the harder parts for them about the last show was absence of an audience and it almost felt like I was like televised sparring or something mm. you know it, it, it just missed it just missed that little piece of um fan energy obviously not a little piece a huge piece mm. right and I'm not even thinking that they're thinking about that and it wasn't until I was t- talking to them so we get the opportunity to have you guys on this show the next show with a live audience 
after probably one of the craziest times we've all been through mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, financially, um, like sport suffered, everything suffered. We're going to come out July 16th and we are going to like put jaws on the carpet. Yes. That's what we're going to do. Yes. hundred percent. So and-, and we're excited to have you guys, both of you to showcase your talent, your dedication, your warrior spirit and everything on that card. We couldn't be more thrilled. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be such a fun night. Thank you for the opportunity, too. Absolutely. Subtle ticket plug if you haven't got your tickets yet. What are you doing? What are you doing? Honestly. Honestly. Have some (laughs) self-respect. Have some self-respect. Right? right. Yeah, we are going to, Empire Boxing, I mean, we're going to make history with Canadian boxing, whatever. I'm going to just throw that one out there. But these two. These two. I'm excited to watch you guys fight. This will be my first time seeing you guys in action, so I'm, I'm be awesome. thrilled. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, thanks for coming out to, oh, to the you. Empire Boxing Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Episode thanks three with us three. Continue watching. We'll be back next time with Mom and Coach. <laughs> yeah. And if he brings that stick, I'm telling you, Matt's gonna do the interviews, not me. <laughs> thanks for listening to the Empire Boxing Podcast, Terrence, Michael. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah. Thank you.